I hit Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through till May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to keep me down, the better I live in this here town. And the more they try to grind you down, the better I like Vancouver town. Welcome back to another episode of Vancouver Places, where we tell you fun, interesting stories about Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We have Dave Dorgy and Graham Menzies here. And if you are listening, kind of end of January 2021, I'm assuming everyone is still in a bit of a lockdown state. So this is a very safe uh, social distancing episode for you. We are going to talk, what do you get? What are we guys going to talk about? And then I'm going to jump back in really quick after you guys introduce what we're going to talk We're going to talk about the secret stones of the really secret hidden stones, hidden mm. stones of Stanley Park. Mm. And everyone History. knows about all the stones going around the seawall, but these ones are very secret. But what I do really want to- It's these, a really cool these, story. This is one of my favorites. It's not the Rolling Stones, by the way. It's not <laughs> no. the Rolling Stones. Nope. It's the, the, the secret hidden stones. stones. Yeah. Yeah. Hidden so stones. Mike, you, yeah. you, you discovered them with us for the first time. I yeah. did. So a bit of a backstory to maybe a little bit of how this whole podcast got started, to be honest with you, is forever ago when, had you, when you guys were about to release the book or you just released the, your book or something like that, uh, I was going down to shoot a promo video with you guys and we were down in Stanley Park there and we were going by the stones, but we weren't really doing anything with the stones. Um, but it was me and a friend and we were shooting these things. And I, you know, Dave, I've known you for a long time. Graham, I didn't know you too well, but we were down there and we're shooting this thing and they point out these secret stones to me. I'm like, cool, this is interesting. And then these people come up to us and they're looking at the stones too. They're looking for the stones. They come up to us and they say, do you guys know where the hidden stones of Stanley Park are? Yeah. And then we're like, oh, how did you know about these things? They're like, oh, well, we read this book. And I was like, holy shit, I'm with these celebrity authors. These guys are a big deal. I got to stick with these guys. And so, so the guys, it was, we got into the shirt. It was a Sunday, af- Sunday afternoon, nice day. Yeah. And it's, these guys say, well, excuse me, do you know where these stones are? We go, yeah, I really know where they are. We just wrote this book. We pulled the book out. They don't believe us. They think we're a bunch of, you know, BSers. <laughs> and then we turn to the flap of our pictures and go, look, this is our book. And go, no. He go, the guy says, no, 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 no. I've read the book. I want to see the stones. I can't believe you guys are here. As if we hang out there every day helping people find them, you know. <laughs> they don't always. <laughs> Sometimes. So then the, 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 the story gets kind of weirder in that, um, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're like peacocks. Our feathers are all stuffed up, you know, our chests are out. We're as proud as can be. I'm and then super I say, well, impressed at this me. point. The book had just come out and I go, sir, I'm so glad to be able to show you where the stones are. I wrote the piece. Um, where did you buy the book? And the guy goes, I didn't buy the book. I was just at some store and I read it. I, I, I thought I'd save 25 bucks and not buy it if I came down here. I said, I re- go, next time, buy the damn thing. And then I realized why I wasn't getting paid very much for the promo at that point. <laughs> But on that on that background story to this one, I will throw it over to you guys to tell us more about the secret stones. Well, when Graham 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 really um, is the uh, instigator of the genesis of the 111 idea, he called me, and he knew I was a writer, and he says, "Do you want to work on this writing project with me?" He says, "We need to come up with 111 cool ideas that no one knows about." The guy, I said, you know, "I've I've got three, so I'm looking <laughs> to you, Dave, to do come up with like a hundred another 108." And he had the connections and he had the, um, you know, the in and he needed some help. And, uh, and he said, I just want quirky, weird things that, you know, you, you, every guidebook on Vancouver's got Stanley Park. They'll talk all about it. They, the publishers don't want that. They want a cool story. No one knows about Stanley Park. And I said, God, I got just the one when I, in 1981, so my mother and I went down to go take a bird watching tour in Stanley Park. I invited her with me. We're going to go down there. I'm like 25, 26 years old and got nothing to do. And, and no one showed up for the tour. The guide was there. And he said to us, he goes, look, I'm not going to run this because I don't make enough money with two people. I'll walk you back to your car and point out a few things because you came all the way down here. And I said, okay. 
and he was an old guy. And we met at Third Beach. We were supposed to go bird watching that afternoon. He gave me a refund. And he said, I'll walk you back to your car. And then he says, stop here. He goes, look at those stones. And embedded in the seawall is a Canadian maple leaf, a hockey puck, and the four suits for the cards, spades, clubs, diamonds, and spades, clubs, diamonds, and what's the fourth one? The other one, hearts. <laughs> spades, hearts. clubs. Did you say hearts? Hearts. Diamonds and hearts, yeah. Yeah. And so the entire seawall is built of hundreds of thousands of stones just chiseled and put in there. And you get to one spot where someone took the time to chisel out stones. And I can honestly say that I've never seen it written about in a blog. I've never seen it in a book. I've never seen anybody talk about it in the media. And the one thing the guy told me, he says, promise you won't tell anybody. I guess well, I lied. To Vancouver. Um, <laughs> right? I guess, well, I, guess I think it's like the official Secrets it. Act, Dave. I think that's the, the promise is good for 20 years. And then, you know, then I, think you're free. And then I think you're free. Then I think you're released. The statute of limitations. Yeah. The statute of limitations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're off so, the hook. That to me is when we presented the ideas to the publishers in Germany, they, I, we had to make a point of saying, look, this isn't in any other book. It's not on the, the web. And it is a really cool thing to, um, to discover. Yeah. Great. James Cunningham built the seawall. We talk all about that in the book from 1917 to 1971. It was under construction. It's so iconic. It, it is the essence of what Vancouver is. But if you got nothing to do on a day and you want to go to discover these, we give you the exact directions, don't we, Graham? Well, I was gonna. Well, we yeah, do we though? I was gonna ask you, Dave. How do you find it, Dave? How do you find the secret stones? Well, when you're writing a book like this, you um you have to be exact. You can't just kind of say you know. So we went back back three times. Find the parking lot near Third Beach. Go down the stairs. Turn left. Walk a hundred paces. Now. We're trying to describe it like a treasure hunt, and I don't know how, how good they are because people interpret directions in different ways. And these two guys that we met that day, they couldn't find it. They were and close, thought, though. They were, they were close. close. They were close. Yeah. But now, just to be really, clear, too, it's, this, it's, it's that part. So if you go down, you look at the, uh, the path, right? There's bikes on one side. There's walking on the other side. And between the bikes and the walking, there's this little sort of mosaic of stones. And that's where you want to be looking. Am I right? You're right. It's not on the yeah. seawall, which the seawall goes from about eight feet above the water into the water. It's a meridian that is divide, divides what I want to right. say, the cycling path and the walking path. And again, I, I, I had sleepless nights thinking, what if I describe it improperly and hundreds of people go there and can't find it? You know, I feel awful wasting people's time. Yeah. I don't think anyone would be there at all. And then we were, and it's a, as you're saying, Mike, we were down there that one random day with you and we're doing some publicity video and, and photography. And there's these guys over there. I thought, oh my gosh, somebody's actually, you know, like read the book. And it had just <laughs> come knew? out too, hadn't it? It had just come out. And my, uh, my out. the movie that has influenced my life more than any other movie is the 1963 comedy film called, and Graham knows about it. Uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. And it was a Adam. comedy starring Milton Berle, Sid Caesar, Buddy Hackett, Mickey Rooney, wow. Phil Silvers, oh, Jonathan Witt. I mean, it, it was every famous comedian was in this movie. And it was all about $350,000 in stolen cash was hidden somewhere. And clues were given out to where it was. And all these madcap, half-baked um, comedians, you know, actors would go around looking for it. And it was under a big W. And they all, they all were interpreting the directions differently. And that's what I kind of think that people are going to be doing with their book, interpreting our directions to find the <laughs> hidden stones. 
<laughs> They're there. And if you can't find him, just Google Graham or and find out his name or Mike. Don't leave me out of it. And they'll tell you. They'll, they'll meet you down there and take you to them. Yeah, just Google us and then we'll just give you Dave's contact information. It'll be easier. Uh, but the crazy thing about it is like how many million, what, there's got to be millions of people that go buy that yeah. every year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. right? Tourists, Vancouverites, everyone, they're just going like, just going by and I, yeah, I had no idea. I was a tour guide for a year and I had no idea that this existed. And I sent people. I have shown time. it to hundreds of people throughout my life. Cause I found out when I was 25 or 26, that bird, and that bird watcher is going to be so pissed at you. <laughs> and not one person ever said, I know about it. And I got off. And, and the other thing is, I don't know anything about the story behind it. I can't tell you whether it was James Cunningham who did the seawall. I can't tell you why he did it. I can't tell you when they were placed there. But that's part of the beauty. So maybe it'll be wonderful to write more about it. You know, what year they went in, what they re- what they represent, a hockey stick, a Canadian flag and some cards. Mm. But why? Why wouldn't it be um, the emblem of the Olympic rings or the emblem of a uh, the, the, the cross or the emblem of um, something else that, that that's simple to, to bash out of a stone, maybe a square? I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it a good little mystery. Really, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see if anyone has the backstory on uh, on actually how, what, you know, who was it with some random guy? What was the reason behind it? I feel like that would take some real digging. That'd be a fun J- James Cunningham devoted his life for 35 years building that seawall. So he's not around anymore, but you'd think under under his supervision that he would be aware that one of his workers, or maybe it was him. He didn't, I think people think he did it on his own, but he was the mastermind behind it. And I would imagine that more funds came out 10, 10 or 15 years, there's more funding to build more of it. And then a part of it has to be replaced. Then we're going to continue on. It was completed in 1971. You know, so these, these inlaid stones, were they inlaid there in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s? Just don't know. You know, if, if you spent a significant amount of time just researching that one particular part of the wall and those hidden stones, I wonder if you'd ever come up with, with a credible story. Who would you go to? He's not around anymore. Who, who would know what those represent? Why they're there? Here's my theory. You want to hear my theory? Yes. Always. Good. Because I'm going to tell you. It wasn't really an option, was it? What is your theory? Well, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of some of those old medieval uh, cathedrals and, and churches, and they've got all the gargoyles uh, and other sort of carvings around them. And they say that, you know, that the craftsmen uh, would sometimes actually uh, carve their own faces um, into the into the gargoyles. Or if you look around, you know, there's like little secret jokes or little things that the carpenters would have done or that the stonemasons would have done to uh, leave a little bit of evidence of, of themselves. And I wonder if Cunningham wasn't just, uh, you know, he's working on this thing for so many years. And I think without telling anybody what he planned to do, he thought, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this thing. It's going to be my own private little uh, memorial, my own little mark, my own little tribute. And I'm just going to do this thing and, and, and then move on and not tell anyone. And right. just sort and of it, leave that there for people to, to find. And uh, I think the intent is to be mystified. I think he well, probably wanted us to, I wonder if he did it thinking, I wonder if anyone will notice it. How long will it take? Well, they're hidden. They're so hard to find. And again, for our listeners, there's a hockey stick, a hockey puck, and a Canadian flag. You go a bit further down, and there's the four suits in a card game. So was James Cunningham an avid bridge player that loved hockey? That's not a stretch. That describes pretty much every Canadian probably in the 40s and 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it something that um, one of his workers did that he was unaware of? 
to yeah. what degree could we? So we got to do more research on this and maybe do a whole book about it. This Hidden Stones of Stanley Park by Graham Menzies and Dave Dorgie <laughs> would be a bestseller, soon to be made into a movie. And if we do sell the movie rights, I'd like Brad Pitt to play me. And I'm thinking Jonathan Winters could play you, um, Graham. Thank heavens. I thought you were going to say Benny Hill, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, Mike has to produce it. Producer Mike has to be the producer. Of this She's still be the Mike. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's a cool thing to just discover them. And you get a sense of accomplishment once you do find them. Don't give up. Um, and they're the hidden stones. No one knows about it until now. The real trick to finding them, too, is every time you get close, Dave and Graham are always just there anyway, waiting. To yeah, we'd leap out of the bushes. we leap out of the bushes with their the, book and say, hey. Sell you a book. <laughs> but on that note, do you guys have any last thoughts? Last fun, interesting facts here. Well, well I'm just glad to say that that was not about the Rolling Stones. It was actually about something else. I mean, it's it's the greatest park in the world, Stanley Park, and everything's been written about it. And we, we were just glad to because there's tremendous books about it. It's such an asset to the city. And we were just glad to add one little quirky, minuscule, trivial detail that hadn't been written about ever before and will never be written about again. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Dave. So on that note, Dave, give us tell us one more time exactly where these things are. You go to Third Beach. Okay, you're in the parking lot. You go down the stairs from the parking lot. You got to place your car somewhere. There's a concession stand up there. Now you're facing English Bay and the freighters, and you're looking out onto the ocean at the bottom of the stairs. You turn left. You go about a hundred paces, and then you stop and you look in that dig. meridian. <laughs> By the book. Oh, don't dig. Don't dig. There's no treasure there. <laughs> okay. just look down we've we've told you enough times also like Dave said go buy the book there's more there's more uh there's more directions in there so go check that out so again this is a really safe one if you're you know told you gotta you know go with your bubble go hang out outside go walk around and find some really interesting things or just next time you're on the seawall next time you're visiting vancouver go check out a really really unique part of a very iconic thing in vancouver uh, and then come back next week as always and come back and learn more things about the city of vancouver british columbia canada